Yo, welcome to today's broadcast, wherever you are, and wherever you're listening, my my voice and my teaching. For today, your life is going to be, be blessed because there's an insight and a revelatory truth that God wants you to know from His Word. Father, we bless your name. We thank you for the sufficiency we have in Christ and Christ alone. Saying so him we live and have our being. Thank you, Lord, for all you have done, for your love, for your glory, for your beauty, and for your mercy that endures forever. That without you we can do nothing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. As your word comes today, may it bring hope, may it bring life, may it bring peace into our life. I mean, we have deep understanding of your word that is going to comfort. Because you see, the entrance of your word giveth light. Father, let your word penetrate. Even we are hearing the sound of my voice. Let your word penetrate. Everybody that is part of those of those of those of those broadcasts, let your word penetrate and let it bring life. Let it bring hope. Let it bring peace. Let it bring faith. Let it bring the fullness of heaven upon all the ears that are hearing this today. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for your word that is coming alive unto us. We bless you, Lord Jesus Christ. Let your name be glorified in the name of Jesus. Amen. Today we are going to treat on an important topic. You come with your note and with your Bible with you. Assurance of salvation. Assurance of salvation. Assurance of salvation. Before this, you're going to lift up your hands wherever you are. Make this confession. Say, Lord Jesus, I am alive in the fullness of God. Because the inheritance of Abraham is upon me. I am the seed of greatness. I am alive in the fullness of Christ. My spirit is regenerated by the fullness of God. Right now I live in the umbrella of the community, of the fellowship of the Father. Lord, thank you for the gift of Jesus. Because in Him I have victory. In Him I have joy. In Him I have life unending. Thank you, Lord, for the supply. Thank you, Lord, for the supply. And in Christ I will live and live for Him daily. And now you will say, Therefore, Lord, there is no defeat in my life. I am more than a conqueror. My life is made for the glory of God. My life is made for the advancement of the kingdom. And through Jesus, I have to that victory. I have to do that victory. I have to that victory. And through Jesus, there is no devil. There is no demon. There is no powers of darkness that can be able to stop me. Because I am complete in him. Thank you, Lord. Because I am the heirs of salvation. Thank you, Lord. 
for the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Something is coming into your spirit. Now you see this. I am reigning in life in Christ Jesus. I am reigning in life. Declare it with power because you're going to feel the power of God. I am reigning in life with Christ Jesus. I have the inheritance of the Godhead. I am reigning in Christ. I am reigning in Christ. There is no impossibilities. There is no impossibility. Declare it. There is no impossibilities. There is no impossibilities. And I live in the life of the supernatural. Therefore, darkness cannot come into my body. I am reigning in life in Christ. I see no defeat. For I am more than conquerors. For I am more than conquerors. Parika Therefore, I have power over all devils, over all demons, over all powers of darkness from the pit of hell. Victory is my name, for I am more than conqueror, and I live in him daily, because I have the fullness of the Holy Ghost in me. Shagada brakatala de kudo. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Reke brike reke dinari ataka. Ruprani keski Kaliba dus kuduru belidi, raba baba baba bali kudusu piani kedigi, leke deni brutus kudu breketeliza kuyata, raba te shutu pra, raba te shutu pra, raba te shutu pra. Now say this: My spirit is alive, is alive in Christ. No devil, no demon, no sickness can afflict me. I am reigning in Christ, for I am more than conqueror. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And so you are. If you made that confession, and this is a confession you'll be saying every day, you make sure you make this confession every day. The devil is a defeated folks. In Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 2, I read from verse 1 to 8. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 to 8. And you had be quickened who we are dead in trespasses of sin are you seeing your former state was not quickened as a believer when you were not a believer but now you're a believer look at what the scriptures say for you have been quickened who we are dead in, 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 in trespasses and sin we are in time past you walk according to the course of this world According to the prince of the power of the air. This is your old state before. That is why it says in that verse 2. We are in time past. You walk according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that now walketh in the children of disobedience. Which is talking about the children of sin. The children in the kingdom of darkness. But now. Do you not see that you do not live in another realm, in another dimension, and you not have charge? This is a very deep revelation to this world that is coming to you because our topic is assurance of salvation. It's going to give you a new perspective of the kingdom that you are you are into. Number one, you have been you have been you have been free from the bondage and the captivity of sin and now you now have what you have now walked away from the power the princes of the power 
of the air and the spirit that walketh, which is the demonic spirit, the spirit that walketh in the children of disobedience, talking about the people that are still involved in sinful acts. Verse 3 Among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And we are by nature the children of wrath as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherein he loved us, even when we are dead in sin, have quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved, and has risen us up together, and have made us. See, any time the devil wants to throw you with attacks, any time the devil wants to wants to wants to wants to bring you down. Anytime the devil wants to destroy your inner peace, anytime the devil brings threats to you, you're going to come with this word because this is the word of God. And this is a revelation which says, which says, and he have raised us up together and have made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You have been translated out of that kingdom of defeat. Out of that kingdom of sorrow, out of that kingdom of, 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 of destruction, out of the kingdom of, 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 of the handworks of the king of the powers of darkness having effects in the life of people. You have been translated to that. Did you see that? You are now walking in another realm. You are now walking in another dimension. You are now walking in another in, 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 in another dimension of life. This is who you are. If you are in Christ Jesus, in verse 7, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his mercy, his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. In First John, in First John, you are prideless. You are bought with a price. Therefore, the devil cannot buy you with anything. You have to declare this word. Every time the enemy will try to throw you words, try to throw you in, in, in attacks, he says, I am bought with a price. I am a seed of Abraham. My, nine, my lineage is a seed of glory. My knowledge, I am the word of God. I carry the word of God in me. My, nine, my lineage is the seed of Abraham. The seed of glory. Therefore, demons, powers of darkness, you cannot have effect over me. You cannot control my life. For my life is, live, is, be, is, is, is being kept by the power of God. My life is being controlled by the glory and by the fullness of the Holy Spirit. You have to declare this. You have to declare this in the day and in the night, in the afternoon. In First John chapter 3, verse 1 to 10, I read... Behold what manner of love that the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knew it us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now ye are we the sons of God, and it doeth not, not yet appear that we should be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is talking about our glory, the glory, the, 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 the another dimension of glory we are going to walk. When we all abide in the fruit of Christ at the final day of our life, and every man that has this hope in him purified himself, even as he is pure, whosoever committed sin transgresseth also the law, 
for sin is the transgression of the law. And ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whosoever abided in him sinneth not, whosoever sinneth had not seen him, neither have you known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. He that doeth righteous is righteous. Now you are not living in a new realm of life. You are not living in the life of sin. Sin is an old nature for you. You are not living in the glory of God, in the glory, in the realm of, 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 of righteousness, in the realm of, of a life without sin, because you have been translated. This is whom you are, which is whom you are. Now you have to declare this. Say this I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Therefore, sin cannot have dominion over me. I am a conqueror, and I live in the new life of the Spirit, and so shall it be in your life, in the name of Jesus Christ. In verse, in verse, in verse 8, he said, He that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of Man was manifested, that he may destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. You see the new realm of life you are not living in? You are now living in the realm of righteousness, in the realm of righteousness, in the realm that the, the, the works of the flesh, the deeds of the flesh has no power over you anymore. You are now walking in the realm of the flesh and that is hard to walk in glory. That is hard to walk in the glory of no defeat. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. In verse 10, in this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil, whosoever does not righteousness is not of God, neither is he that loveth not his what? His father. In first John chapter 5, verse 13, these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have what? Eternal life. Internal life now dwells in your in your in your in your spirit. Because it's what is in the scripture. These things have I written unto you that believe you that believe on the name of the Son of God, which is Jesus, that you that ye may know that ye have what internal life. Internal life is not only an everlasting life in eternity. Internal life is a life that is free from moral decays. Sickness cannot dwell in you. Jesus Christ had internal life in him. Jesus Christ was not sick. Declare this every day in, in, in your closes. I have internal life in me. Sickness, demonic oppression, you cannot dwell in me. Watch how your life is going to be in the, in, in the rest of this year when you make this declaration because it's the word of God. In, 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 in death cannot reign in my body. I have internal life, which is the very life of God. So therefore, Jesus, I carry your life. Your life that above, that is above the realm of death, that is above the realm of sickness, that is above the realm of, 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 of infirmity. And I live in the fullness of life. The eternal life that is in me will abide forever until I leave this world. You declare this every day. You declare this in the morning. You declare this in the night. Jesus, I have your life. I have your fullness. I will reign in you. I will reign with you on earth and in, and in eternity because I have eternal life in my spirit. Glory to God. I know something has come over you. Glory of God has come over you. 
you have got any insight. You made this confession every day. The devil is in trouble. Having understood what it means by being justified by faith through the virtuous death of Christ on the cross, we proceed to know to be sure that you are safe and bound, uh, that you are bound, you are ready for heaven. It is possible that your sin are forgiven and your your way to heaven. Can you really know for sure that you you have eternal life? Many people profess faith in Christ and say, maybe I'm going to heaven, or I hope I'm going to heaven, or I even think I am going to heaven, but I don't know for sure. But God doesn't want you to live in that uncertainty. He wants you to know that you are going to heaven. A review of what God said to those who have put their trust in Christ alone as their Savior will help you to determine with certainty where you are going, where you are in your relationship with Jesus Christ. The facts of faith. We are going to discuss the facts of faith. The facts of faith. The assurance that you have. You have the faith. The faith that can save you and make your salvation to be assured. Make your salvation to, 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 to be free from doubt. To be free from condemnation. To be free from guilt. By the power of the Holy Ghost. And in John chapter 3, John chapter 3, I read from verse 15. John chapter 3, verse 15. John chapter 3, verse 15 to 18. Also, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but shall have eternal life. The facts of faith, that's what we are discussing. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life, everlasting life. For God sent, for God sent not his Son unto the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be what? Might be saved. He that believeth, on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already because he have not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God of God. In Ephesians chapter Ephesians Ephesians chapter five. Ephesians chapter five verse one. They are followers of God as their children and walk in love as Christ also had loved us and have given himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God for a sweet many words servo. According to Ephesians 2 verse 5 and 6 list three things that happen to you when you when you get saved. When you Place your trust in Christ who paid for your sin to give you eternal life. You have come to know Christ. Faith is that belief or trust you exercise in Christ to save you from what? From sin. However, one of the tricks of the devil is to make believers, especially new converts, doubt their what? Their salvation. If any doubt arises in your heart as to whether you are saved, 
you will have to decide to choose between standing on the promises of God or yielding on what doubts. And I want to tell you, you should stand on the promises of God, which is if you put your faith in Jesus, you have eternal life. Now, I want to ask, is faith, faith, is it a feeling? Is faith a feeling or is reality something you can hold on? Let us look at Ephesians chapter 2. For by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourself. So you don't feel it. As you believe, internal life comes in you. You don't say, How do I do? Did I feel anything coming into me? No. That is human flesh, human understanding. But in the spirit realm, something has happened. They have been they have they have been in translation. They have been translated from the kingdom of darkness. So faith is not a feeling. Faith is a reality. Faith is a substance, it's a spiritual substance. It's something you cannot see, but it happened. Internal life entered into you. You cannot see it, you did not feel it, but it happened. Faith is the substance, spiritual substance. Is the blessing of God, spiritual blessing that you can't feel, you can't understand, you can't comprehend, but it's a reality. So what you have to do, simple, is just to believe. That settles it. And this is one of the things you're going to teach people. When you encounter people that are having doubts about their salvation, this is one of the things you're going to tell them. That your faith in Jesus was by faith in him and not feeling. Oh, I feel something just came upon me. No, it's when you Holy Ghost come upon you that you will feel, you will feel a sensation, you will feel of something will enter you. But salvation is faith. Faith is a substance, it's a spiritual substance. So morning when you get out of bed, you may not feel God's presence like you do on other mornings. Simple trust in Christ as your only way to heaven guarantees you what? Life, whether or not you feel safe or at any given time, it is faith, it is a substance, a spiritual substance. Salvation is by faith and not by what feeling. Also, assurance of salvation is based on the facts of faith and not feeling. How do you know that we have internal life? We can know that when we have that we have internal life on the basics of the word of God, it's not based on feeling. Is based on the word of God. The Christian life, the believer's life, is a life of what? Faith. It cannot be lived according to our feelings, our human feelings, our emotion. Feelings come and go. But God's word what stands for what? Forever. So you must stand on God's word. That whosoever believeth in him will not perish, will have what? Everlasting life. That is faith. And that is nothing, and that is substance, and that is internal life, and that is a gift of righteousness coming into you, not by feeling, not by emotion, but by faith, based on the word of God, that whosoever believeth on the Son of Man, forsake his sin, come to Christ, accept him, believe he died, and he resurrected from the grave, he is saved, and he has internal life in him. Glory to God. Do not depend on emotion for the assurance of salvation. This is the very point, point and it's, 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 it's something very important you need to know by our, our, our teachings today. That faith, assurance of salvation, is not by what? It's not by emotion. There is, there is nowhere in the Bible where we, hear, where we are told that we are not safe unless our emotions feel so. 
We didn't see that in the Bible. What we saw in the Word of God, that we were saved through faith and not by ourselves. It is the gift of God. It is a substance. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Evidence of things not seen. So, the evidence is the substance. And the substance is the faith. And the faith is based on the word of God that whosoever put his trust and his faith in Jesus forsake sin, turn away from him, receive eternal life. This is the standard of the scripture. This is the standard of God. You go with this. You walk with this. You tell other people about this. How, how, how are they sure that they are saved? It's not by feelings and emotion. You let them know. Because this is space. This is scriptural. It's the standard of God. Glory to Jesus Christ. Let's talk about friends of it. Friends of it. Friends of it in Romans. In Romans. Chapter 8. Verse 14. To 17. For as many as led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of what? For they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Don't ever allow the devil to throw fear into you. Right now, anybody listening to the sound of my voice that the devil is trying to attack you with fear. In the name of Jesus Christ, you spirit, I rebuke you, get out in the name of Jesus. Don't ever respond to the spirit of fear. When Jesus comes into you, you have a sound mind. And the devil will try to throw fear onto you. Don't respond. Don't respond. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption. The spirit of adoption is the spirit of fatherhood. The spirit of the father's love. And when you are with your father, you express yourself. And that is why it's therefore we cry about father. That means that's talking about our expression. Of, 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 of his fatherly love and attention that we give to him, not fear. When we are in trouble, we go close in our closes. We pray and cry at our father. He's our father, he will hear us. That is the fatherly love. For we are children of God and we are not bound by fear. Don't allow the devil to threaten you with fear. The fear of hell, the fear of failure, the fear of the past. Go because you have received. The spirit of adoption that makes you cry, Abba, Father. And if children then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so that they that we suffer with Him, that we may also what be glorified together with Him. We might be glorified together with Him, so we are not living in the new realm of glory. Declare it. I am not living in the new realm of glory. I have Christ. There is no fear in me. I have the liberty to express the power of God by the fullness of the Spirit of God. In the name of Jesus Christ. So shall it be. The fools of faith have doubts and accusation from the enemy. The fools, the enemies of faith have doubts and accusation from the devil. You can only conquer them through the friends of faith. The following will make you know that we are safe indeed and ready for heaven and discover ourselves in Romans. In Romans chapter 8, verse 14 to 15. 14 to 15. 
like we read, for many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of the adoption, whereby we cry about Father. That's talking about the fatherly love, the fellowship we share with Him as children of God, not as condemned children. You see that? When we are in trouble, we go and seek His face. That is the adoption we have in Him. Fatherly love we have in Him. When you adopt a child, will you abuse the child anyhow? You will show the child love. Motherly love, fatherly love. You have received the spirit of adoption. When that child is in need and he cries out, you are going to respond to him. That is what is it in the word of God. Go on your knees in, in times of trouble. You seek the face of God. The Holy Ghost will baptize you with the spirit of prayer. And you will seek him more. And he will reveal himself to you. And the Holy Ghost will be upon you in a higher dimension in the name of Jesus Christ. In John chapter 5. John chapter 5. I trust you have been blessed. You, 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 if, you, if, you, if, you, if you if you if you like to go again to listen to these teachings again, you can go again. You can go again. Get every word that is coming. Because it's coming by God's divine spirit. In John chapter 5, verse 24. Very, very I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me, have what eternal life. This is the word of God. And shall not come into what condemnation, but have passed from death to life. Sickness is still dead, so you have not you have you have you have passed from death to life. Poverty is still dead, so you have been passed from death to life. Sin is dead, so you have been passed from death to life. Very I say, he that heareth my word and believeth on him. This is only what you have to do just to believe, and you have been passed from death unto life. I've had everlasting life and shall come and shall not come unto condemnation. But it's passed from death unto what life. It's passed from death unto life. Life internal, life unending, supplied by the Holy Ghost in John. In first John chapter 5. First John chapter 5. First John chapter 5. I read from verse 11. 11. Now this is the record that God has raised us unto eternal life. We now live in the abundance of, 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 of the Holy Ghost. Life unending, supply by us putting our trust in the word of God. For he, for it is the record that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. He that had the son had life and he that had not the son I have not what life. I don't have sickness in me because Jesus is in me. Every atom of sickness is dead right now. Cancer cannot be in my body. HIV cannot be in my body. Coronavirus cannot be in my body. Infirmity cannot be in my body. I even have the power to rebuke it from the life of, of other people. You declare this is the word of God. Right now, if there is any cell of of, of virus, if there is any cell of, um, of cancer, by the life of Jesus in me, it is dead. It is dead. It is dead. As you declare, that's how it is. And I live in the glory of God. And I live in another realm because I'm abiding in the fullness of God. Because the scripture said, He that had the son had life. There was no sickness in the body of Jesus. Sickness cannot reign in my mortal body. There was no death. There was no pain. Pain cannot reign in my body. 
spent an in my life because the Bible says, He that have the Son have life. He that have the Son have life. And he that have not the Son have no what? Life. So I have life. I have Jesus. Glory to God. Declare this every day. In the morning, in the night, in the evening. When, when sometimes the devil will threaten your faith, declare it. Sin, sickness cannot reign in my body. But I have Jesus. Death did not reign in the body of Jesus. Life reigned in the body of Jesus. So life is reigning in me. Because I have him in me. I have him, him in me. Immortality, death and sickness and disease was conquered. Jesus is in me. Thank you, Lord. Declare this. Invested him. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe in the Son of God. Understand that your feelings are not are, are unstable. Your pastor cannot guarantee salvation for you, neither can your friends. Only your faith in Christ, the Spirit of God, and the Word of God stands as a confirmation of your faith. God's Spirit and God's word stands as a confirmation to your word, to your faith. God's word cannot lie. He said, Who, whoever believeth in the Son of Man have eternal life, and they reign, they will reign in life on eternity. They don't have sickness and death in their mortal body. Look, you see that? The word of God cannot lie. So if the word of God and God's spirit, his internal spirit that dwells on earth, which is the Holy Ghost, when it comes in contact with the Holy Ghost, the word of God comes in contact with the Holy Ghost, there is a confirmation of your faith. I receive Jesus. I don't have sickness in me. Then the Holy, the, the Holy Spirit bears witness. There is a confirmation of your faith and you declare it and you see god's 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 power will be at work in your life every day this is a secret this is a secret this is a secret that you will not hear from any man of god you will not hear from any man of god the spirit of god and the word of god stand as a confirmation of your faith by this you can be sure of internal life. I told you, internal life is not only everlasting life. You will reign with Jesus forever. Internal life also is the same immortality that dwells in that dwells in the body of Jesus. That they, that made Jesus not to be sick also dwells in you. That made Jesus not to be barren also dwells in you. You can have there is physical barrenness. Talking about infirmity, that same life is in you. You don't have to hope or think so, but you now know that you are on your way to heaven after your life on earth. Get a shot from the Holy Spirit and stand on the promises of God. Thank God for the word of God that was that came to you today. And I know you have been blessed. And I know you can still even want to listen again. You go back again and listen because it's something that will enrich your life forever. Thank you, Lord. Now you declare this word. I am reigning in Christ. Sickness has no power over me. As I've put my faith in Christ, I have dominion over all things. I have dominion over all flesh because my life has been surrendered to the Master. I'm reigning over principalities. I'm reigning over powers of darkness. They cannot conquer me. 
because in Christ I have the victory because of my faith in his word. Right now, I have power over all demons. I have power over all principalities. And every word that will come out of my mouth will generate the spirit of God. Thank you, Lord. It's done. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You're welcome. You're welcome to today's live broadcast. Um, Pastor Uber Chooks. And it's a blessing to speak to you from God's word this evening. It's evening over here. And today is Monday, being June 2020. You are welcome. God bless you. God bless you as you listen to God's word because God's word is life and spirit. You see, my word that I speak unto you as spirit and life. And when God's word comes into you, it goes deep into your soul, your body, and your spirit. And changes things and cause effects that will bring about transformation upon your destiny and upon your life. It's a beautiful thing that we have been studying through, and we finished discipleship and follow um, um, and follow up and discipleship. And uh, today we are entering into another topic, and it's a special topic that everybody. In the body of Christ, need to be acquainted with, and it's not a series. It's today we are going to talk details about the topic that we are treating today. Father, thank you for your word that is coming to us this evening, and I pray, Lord, by your Spirit, let it bring transformation. May we have divine revelation, insight, truth about what is in the kingdom. Bless every heart that is going to hear this and lord i pray may your word be planted as a seed in our heart that every day when we meditate through this word that is coming forth today it is going to be a fruit and increase upon our work with you and upon our life on earth jesus christ of nazareth speak that is going to listen to this broadcast and let your life your your, your spirit come upon them right now lord i pray let your grace and your anointing your beauty your glory radiate through your word that will be revealed today god lord we know and we believe that your word will speak deep into our life as we listen as we open the bible as we search the scriptures as we study your word let your word be a seed that will be planted forever that in eternity we are going to remember your word and you share the same glory with you thank you heavenly father thank you jesus we worship you we love you let your name be glorified say blado kushikli dina kodare kabarada kudusu pratina shadoria Pratikis 
Zegedekuski, Zegedekuski, Tibratania, Mandra Tushkata, Dirutle Timarus, Patu Setania, Tanimaruta Sina, Manta Shakata, Miprolutus, Esperletuski, Dinaruda, Rabatinari, Manduku. Sikaruya tagish kiri dinakudia mendreskede 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 supashinari atigala nekrutuski baduriata kadinaru zabababashi radadadina makuda rabalia takisi kitinia dilirutiskida ratiska 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 la rigiatiki narulis eskreteski yushina nelurutusi atiyatani Mandrikitish Kali Ributusi Ayabababababarus Kidani Bratikis Gili Bradlati Kiskudis Karunandi Mandushki Mantrelikos Paradikitis Kelidrusketis Kalutratani Mandruski di Brutis Shalutrati Paralitas Mandikodinandra Mashakata. Thank you for your glory, thank you for your anointing. Rabadukutu Brutukusi Supiatali Nandi Kritikash Dalaratikus Kuturina Mapratikiskudakai Nandrutis Ketnandarina Teski Tiskata, Mindru Plata, Mandush, Akutekish, Karuta, Karuta, Rabadidiki, Dinarina, Tenika, Tiskata, Shili, Denima, Mipuse, Esusu, Rabadina, Yakata, Yakata. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. For in you we live and have our being. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Today we are going to talk on justification by faith justification by faith we're gonna look open your bible with me to the book of romans romans chapter 5 i read from verse 1 to 21 therefore being justified by faith we have peace with god through our lord jesus christ by whom also we have access by faith into his grace after being justified <laughs> wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of his glory and not only so but we glory in tribulation also knowing that tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope and hope maketh not ashamed because the love of god is shed abroad in our hearts by the holy ghost which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man we one die yet. Peradventure, a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commended his love towards us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us much more than being not justified by his blood we shall be safe from wrath through him for if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his son much more being reconciled we shall be saved by his life and not only so but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom we have now received the atonement. Wherefore, 
as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin and so death brought upon passed upon all men for that all have sin for unto the law sin was in the world for sin is not imputed we are there is no law nevertheless death reigned from adam to moses even over them that had not sin after the similitude of adam's transgression who is the figure of him that was to come but not as the offense so also is a free gift for if through the offense of many be dead much more the grace of god and the gift by grace which is by one man jesus christ have abounded unto me and also as if it was by one that sin so is the gift for the judgment was by one to condemnation but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification justification by faith that is what we are treating i continue verse 17 for if by one man's offense death reigned by one much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one jesus christ therefore as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation even so by the righteousness of one the free gift came upon all men unto justification of what life for as by one man's disobedience many we are made sinners so by the obedience of one shall many be made what righteous moreover the law entered that the offense may abound but we are sin abounded grace much grace did much more what abound that as sin have reigned unto death even so my grace reigned through righteousness into eternal life by jesus christ our lord glory to god justification is what was actually what paul the apostle was trying to talk about in this verse we read what there are three words that are the center of this verse number one we have grace number two we have sin and death and number three we have justification and number four there are four there are four not three there are four and number four we have the law let me show you how this connected sin brought the law you see where there is no sin where there is no strong transgression there will be no need for the law it, it was in the place we read so sin brought the law to come in place that shall not steal that shall not covet that shall not bear false witness that shall not murder this we are the law sin brought this but now grace through the sacrifice of jesus christ brought about what justification now what is justification justification in the bible sense is an act of god which declare a sinner guiltless you are without guilt all of sin no spot of sin no dent of sin species of sin you 
you are being justified, you are declared spotless and righteous before God the Father. So, this is what justification is all about. So, nobody can say, I was once born again and I started doubting my salvation because I still feel guilt. You are standing before God as a righteous man once you are born again. The past sin that you have seen before is not is not is not is not written down by the in God's record, in God's account. A new life has been given to you. That is why you are called a new creature. That's what the scriptures say in Second Corinthians. Now if any man be in Christ is a new creature, all things are passed away, all things have become new. So you like you are new, you are fresh again. You are no longer the person you used to be. So God is not counting your sin in the past against you. He's not keeping record of them again. You have been given a new slate and a new life. That is what, what justification is all about. The art is based upon the, the work of Christ. Venturous atonement, justification makes what? Man what righteous justification makes man what righteous. Number one, we are going to talk about the bad news, and number two, we are going to talk about the good news. Now, the good news is the gospel of Jesus Christ, it is the gospel of the revelation of grace. Grace is this free gift of eternal life, which is Christ's burial, death, burial, and resurrection. So, that is the good news, and that is the gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the message of what is the message of grace, and it is what we proclaim as believers. We have the bad news and we have the good news. Now let's talk about the bad news. In Romans chapter 3, I read from verse 23. It says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of what? Of the glory of God. When the Bible says that you and I have sinned, it means that we lied. We lost it. We hated. We murdered. We kill. We we murdered. We destroy. We scatter. We fornicate. We steal someone's wife, etc. The word "sin" in the Bible actually means to miss the mark. The word "sin" in the Bible actually means to fall out of God's principle. Sin is transgression against the word, against the law. Transgression against the law. That's what sin is. Sin is a broken covenant between man and God. Because God is a God of righteousness. A God of no spot of sin. But sin is transgression against God's law. God's kind of life. A spotless life. A life without blemish. A life without no iota of sin. That is why Jesus Christ, as the Lamb of God, He came on this earth without any form of sin until He died. So, that is what sin is. Sin is transgression against the law. Breaking the law. Defiling the law. That is what sin is. And sin means to miss the mark. In other words, God is perfect and we are not in the falling state but when we become born again and being justified we are perfect as god is 
That's why Jesus Christ said, Be ye therefore perfect, even as my Father which is in heaven is what perfect. He's talking about those in a complete state of God's rule in their life as believers, true believers. Not the ones who are fake believers, but true believers who put their faith in Jesus. They are declared righteous and the gift of righteousness come upon them. Suppose each of us we, we pick up a rock and say and I, and I say to you, will you throw your rocks and try to hit the North Pole? Well, you might throw further than I or I might throw further than you, but either of us we hit the North Pole. We both fall, we both fall short. When the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, it means that God has set a standard. The standard is God himself. A holy God has a requirement for a relationship with him that none of us can meet. We need to be holy as he is holy, perfect as he is perfect, not by our righteousness or works, but our trust in the finished work of Christ. It doesn't matter how religiously we live. Religiously means our works, our self-righteousness, how good we are, or how hard work we are. We cannot meet that standard by our works and our religious activities. We meet that standard by putting our faith solely in Jesus and Jesus alone and walking in Him. And how do we walk in Him? We walk in love. And love is the perfection of everything. That's why we be therefore perfect as the Father which is in heaven. Christ is talking about the perfection there. Christ is talking about is walking in love. You can write it down. It's very important. The perfection Christ is talking about attaining God's perfection that Christ is talking about being therefore perfect even as my Father which is in heaven is perfect. He's talking about walking in love. Because the scriptures say love is the bond of perfection. So if you attain that, 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 that height of love, you love the Lord. If you love the Lord, you will not hit hurt your fellow human being. If you love the Lord, you will not destroy other people's life through your mouth, through your action. If you love the Lord, you will not slander someone. If you love the Lord, you will not plan to kill. If you love the Lord, you will not plan to destroy someone's image through your mouth. If you love the Lord, you will do the work of God with your heart. If you love the Lord, you will help your neighbor. If you love the Lord, you will give out things to other people. Your money, your time. That is the bond of perfection. And that is God. And you have attained that perfection that God wants you. If you walk in this or throughout your life, you have met the standard of God. The moral standard of God. You have met the moral standard of God. And the internal standard of God. Walking in love. So when you come into the body of Christ, come into the food of Christ, you must constantly walk in love every day because that is the bond of perfection. And that is what makes us perfect. Not doing religious works, not going to church, not feeling attendance, sleep, and all that. Those things are religious acts. And that is not, it can be done without love. And that is not perfection. Anybody who dies in religious activities will go to hell. You will not do eye service 
with the work of your neighbor. You will focus on what God has called you to do. And that is you working in the will of God. All of us have sinned. And we came short, we come, we, we come short of God's glory. At that point, we are still old and new. Old, no matter the good works we do. So justification is something that we are seeing guiltless, um, guiltless before God, spotless before God, when we come in faith, in believing in the finished work of Christ, dropping the world behind us and focusing on Christ and bringing Him into our heart and we receive eternal life. Then we are declared justified. Our sin is taken away. Our passing is taken away. Because Jesus Christ said it is finished. And even our present and our future sin is taken away. According to this verse, we are sinners in Romans chapter 3, verse 23. But the bad news is going to get worse. How is the bad news is going to how, how does it get worse? In Romans chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is what death. When you continue in sin, after you have come short, as we all came short from our, the Bible, say out of our rebellion we were conceived of sin. So the wages of sin is death. That is the bad news. That is the bad news getting worse. Until we come to Christ. We doing our religious works and our religious activities until we come to Christ. The state we are in, when we have not come to Christ, we still be getting worse. Because they say the, the, the scripture says, "For the wages of sin is what death." According to that verse, what is the result or the consequences of sin in our life? The consequences of sin in our life is what internal what death. That is the consequences of sin in our life. This internal world is internal death. What is the good news now? In Romans chapter 5, verse 8. But God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for what was. That is the perfect love that God gave to man. Even before we came into this world, Christ has died for us. And what, are, what is our condition when Christ died for us? Let's say that someone was in the hospital dying of cancer. And I could come to him and say, I want to do something for you. I will take the cancer cells from your body. What will happen to him? He would leave. Why? Simply because I took the thing that was causing what his death was away. That was just what Jesus did for us. And we are going to allow him to operate in us. Take away the sinful nature in us. He's not going to do that. And that is what that is what we, we talk about. Accepting him. We must accept him into our life. Then he, he does the work of taking away, just like what I was narrating, taking away the cancer cell. We must accept him. If we say no, we are not going to accept him. He's not gonna he's not gonna do the operation taking away the atomic nature. When he comes in, he removes the atomic nature and gives unto us what internal what internal life. 
and that before God we are now declared justified and spotless and sinless before the throne of grace. Then he will take the cancer cells out of, like what I was narrating, out of, and, and he will take the thing that is causing the what the death away. That was just what Jesus did for you and me. The Bible says that Christ came into the world and took the penalty for sin that was causing what our spiritual what death. Spiritual death is internal separation from what from God. So Christ came to give us, put us into a new realm, and it is called the spiritual life. No man can claim he has spiritual life by doing witchcraft, and the man is still dead spiritually. He's doing what they call spiritism. Spiritual life is only found in Christ and Christ alone. Why did I say so? When you talk about spiritual life, anything life is not dead. Christ came into the form of man, to the seed of man. And then he died in that seed of man. And then he resurrected back to life. That is spiritual life. And those in him, those who are in him, also will what resurrect when they believe and they receive eternal life. You see that. But if you are still into spiritism, you appear, you disappear, you do witchcraft and all that, you are still dead spiritually. The only person that can give spiritual life, free spiritual life, it can come. Secret courts, humanity, you can mention them. I can't give you spiritual life. That is not spiritual life. You are still dead. You must put on the seed of incorruption, which is Christ. That seed must be in you. The seed of Abraham. The seed of incorruption must be in you. If not, you don't have spiritual life. Because Christ proved it. That he has spiritual life. He came in the form of man. Put on, you can imagine, put on the form of man. Flesh. And he died. His spirit came out of his body when he died. And inside that his body, he still resurrected into immortality again. Come on. Jesus is so powerful. And Jesus Masha Kutru Bladigo Sibatania Mekitekriti Kaburuto Kusigata Yadatatatatatatash Prasburut Letigis Kadina Beruta Saburu. You see that same power that dwelleth in Christ, dwelleth in your mortal body. So now you have what? Spiritual what? Life. He placed it upon himself. And he have actually died in your place, in our place. We are meant to die spiritually because sin and death came. Death is internal separation from God. Death is not living this earth. Some people think death is living the earth, closing your eye, living the earth. That is the natural way of, of explaining what death is. But in many explanation, scriptural explanation of death is internal separation from God. That is spiritual death. That is death. Life is receiving Jesus and putting on immortality. Even if you are still in the mortal form, Christ's immortality still dwells in you. If you die, that seed is being buried. And when he comes 
to take the same song, the same spirit that is coming with to capture all same because of the seed that 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 is in you, even after your physical body died, that power will resurrect you and put you into immortality. You can imagine. You can imagine. So we have we don't know what is spiritual, we don't know what is death in the kingdom of God. Ma I know. If I close my eyes today and I, that is sleeping, I'm resting. Even if I'm rotting in the ground, that is my flesh. The spirit of Christ is able to resurrect it and put it into immortality. What, what, what are you talking about? Jesus Christ died. He stinked. On the third day, he came back again to life. Paruta shabarate. No man was able to do that. No, 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 God, small letter G, God was able to do that. That is why spiritual life is found only in Christ and Christ alone. On the third day, He resurrected. He claims to be God, which was true. Jesus is God, which was true. God has capacity to create things for Himself. God is the originator of life. Jesus Christ proved that that is the originator of life. He died and he resurrected by his own power. The power of the Holy Ghost, which is God, the third, the, the third in the Trinity. So Jesus Christ is God. He proved it. If if he died and he did not resurrect, then he is not God. But he proved it that he is God. So what are some 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 um, historians bragging about our Jesus, saying saying all manner of trash? He rose that he proved that he proved that sin and death are under his control, that he can he have the power to subdue it, and if we are in him, we will reign in life, we will reign in life in Christ Jesus, and we will be able to subdue the devil. Sin and death. Death there is internal separation from God like I earlier explained. And the devil will be conquered. According to this verse that will even though you 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 are you a sinner desiring of death, Christ died for you. You are predestined into his kingdom. What you have to do is just to accept him and walk in the realm. Of the spirit, which is the realm of love, joy, peace, in the Holy Ghost. That's a that's that's a wonderful life. Yeah, we live a stressful life. Our life is full of joy, and the Holy Ghost gives us peace. Christ died for you and me. Now, just as the bad news got worse, the good news is going to be is going to get better. Let us look at Ephesians chapter two, verse eight to nine. For by grace we have been saved through faith, faith in Christ. That's not of ourselves, it is the gift of God, not as a result of works. That no one should what boast. It's not your works that you got saved. It's not your works that you got saved. It's by the sacrifice of Christ Jesus. I'm teaching you the complete word of God, not half baked. I'm teaching you the the, by the spirit of God's divine unction upon my life, I'm teaching you the accuracy of God's word. You are not saved by your works, by your good deeds. 
morality cannot save you it is only jesus putting your faith in him the bible says for just as moses was lifted up moses lifted up the um, serpent in the wilderness so shall the son of man be lifted up in romans i think i don't know the exact chapter I don't know the exact chapter but it's in the book of romans just as moses was lifted up Moses lifted up the the, 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 the the serpent in the wilderness, so also shall the Son of Man be lifted up. That whosoever believeth in him shall be what? Shall be saved. Believe his faith. The word grace means undeserved or merited what? Favor. That is the meaning of the word grace. Undeserved or merited favor. Something you did not work for. And that is the grace and that is the gospel we preach. You don't buy salvation with money. You don't buy salvation by good works. You don't buy salvation by your good lifestyle. You, someone can have good lifestyle. There are some Muslims that have good lifestyle. They don't fornicate. They don't lie. They don't steal. They don't do all manner of things. But they are not born again because they don't put their faith. They don't believe Jesus Christ is God. They will go to hell. That is why the gospel is a gospel of grace. And when you have received this grace, you must abide in Christ. If not, you will be cut off. You must abide in Christ all the days of your life and you must walk in love, which is the bond of perfection. The word grace means unmerited favor, undeserved, something you didn't work for, you didn't labor for. It just came to you as a free gift. Saved means... To be rescued or delivered from the penalty of sin. Being saved means to be rescued and be delivered from the penalty of sin. And the penalty of sin is what? Internal damnation. Judgment. Anybody who have received Christ have passed from judgment onto what? Onto life. You have been, you have been passed out from judgment onto what? Onto life. From judgment unto life. From judgment unto life. You have been passed out from judgment unto life. As many of those who come to the fold of faith, they have been passed out from judgment unto life. From judgment unto life. And judgment is talking about is talking about about, about, about condemnation to be condemned. That is what the judgment of God is. The judgment of God is to con to be condemned. And Satan and his fallen angels, they are condemned. And they are forbidden forever. And there is no hope for them. So if you don't want to end up in that deplorable state, you must surrender your hearts, your life, accept Jesus, turn away from your evil, and come into the kingdom of light and walk in love walk in perfection and your life shall be fruitful in the name of jesus christ so you must walk in what you must walk in love love is a bond of what perfection so now you are being rescued from sin and what condemnation you have been rescued from sin and condemnation now you may be you may be wondering what is faith the word faith means what? To trust. For example, you weren't there when the child you were sitting was made. Were you there when the child you were sitting was made? No. 
but you believe that if you buy the chair and and, and, and even without examining it <laughs> you don't even examine itself sometimes we me i knew everybody don't examine how was it in properly shop properly and built was it properly made we just put our 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 ass on it and we see that that is faith is a simple um, um, illustration of what faith is all about you must simply trust the chair to hold you you are putting your faith in christ means you are trusting in him to save you not trusting on your church membership nor your good life nor your baptism to get you to heaven but trusting in god jesus god which is jesus christ the son who the father sent and him what alone you trust your trust has to be in the one who died for you and rose from the dead it is then that god gives you what heaven as a free gift and then then you walk in the newness of life in other words according to this verse you can be safe rescued from the penalty of sin through faith in christ and what he has done for you and me on the cross of Calvary. That is what it means to be justified, counted guiltless. When you put your trust, faith in Christ, and you walk and abide in Him. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Now you're going to open your mouth and declare this. I say, Father, Father, I now walk in the newness of life. And I walk in the newness of the Spirit. And in the newness of the Spirit, my spirit man is regenerated to walk in Christ all the days of my life. To live for Him. To live in the bond of perfection, which is the life of love. Loving my neighbor, loving you with all my heart. Father, with this I know. My spirit man is regenerated every day, in the night, in the day, in the afternoon. My life is lived for the master. My life will be lived for the master. My life will be lived for the kingdom of God. Because Father, I know with this, I will share glory with you. In eternity and eternity, Lord, let your glory never cease from shining in my life. Let your glory never cease from radiating my life. Open your mouth, begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Say, Lord, your glory, your glory, your glory. Let it radiate. Let it radiate. Let it transform. Let it transform. Because my faith is in Jesus. Because my life has been anchored upon Him. Father, let my life bear fruit. Open your mouth and declare it. Let my life bear fruit because I carry life. And life, there is no darkness. And life, there is no death. So, Father, as I carry the light of Christ, let my life bear fruit. Bear fruit for your kingdom. Bear fruit for your kingdom. Bear fruit for your kingdom. Bear fruit for your glory. Your glory and your glory alone. May I, may I not share your glory with you? But Father, may the glory of God radiate in me that I will express the image of Christ in my neighborhood, in my town, in my city. And your peace, your love, your power will reign in my life. All the days of my life, let your power, 
your love, your peace that is found in Christ and Christ alone. Reign, reign, reign in my life. So Holy Spirit of God, baptize me more. Baptize me more with the glory of God. With the glory of God. As I seek after his kingdom, may I receive more deeper revelation about the mysteries of the kingdom. Reign in life, said the Lord of hosts. Reign in life, said the Lord of hosts. For my spirit is upon you, and my glory shining, shining, radiating you. You are justified. You are justified, said the Spirit of God. You are justified, said the Spirit of God, as you put your trust in the Lord in the day, in the night, and in every moment of your life on earth. And you will share the same glory with the Father in eternity at the last day of your life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for today, for your word that came into us that came into our life, that we are justified, we are guiltless, we are living to reign in life with Christ. We are living to reign in life with Christ. We are living to reign in life with Christ. We have defeated the devil. His kingdom is destroyed. Sin is destroyed. Death is destroyed. Our duty, Lord, is to reign in life in Christ Jesus. Demonstrate His kingdom, the power in His kingdom, the glory and the splendor. Of his kingdom. Thank you, Lord Jesus.